everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 187. That's right, this episode is murder for the week of July 30th, 2011. I'm your host, Christopher Vettier, and with me are my partners in crime, Emmanuel Marino. Is it murder because it's going to be so painful to listen to? Yes, most likely. Uh, John, John Yearworth. It's a fat cop, Guff. Yes, and finally, Anna Marie Newfeld. Wait, why am I finally? Uh, because you're the last person I'm introducing. Yep. And murder was the uh, case that they gave you. Okay, never mind. Uh, it was uh, Colonel Mustard in the lounge with the pipe. With the pipe? Yes. There you go. I would have made a murder she wrote reference, but hey. I don't. We'd like have to. I'd have, somebody her. would have to have actually watch that to get it. So. True. I don't. I, I don't think that's our demographic. What's wrong with Angela Lansbury? I. I nothing. I just don't think it's our target market. <laughs> That's all. If if we're wrong, emails podcast.rpgamer.com. Tell us about how you love Angela Lansbury and Murder She Wrote, and we will totally, totally be all over it. <laughs> and rap songs from twenty years ago that, that nobody that else, got nobody on the show. even got. <laughs> None of us got. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my friend, my local friend who actually likes uh, rap, he's not here right now, so. I have to, I'll have to text him and see if he knows what song you're talking about. Uh, hey, it's RPG Cast, and we're here. So let's start with uh, some, you know, emails, right? Emails? Yeah. All right. First off, from Melody. Uh, okay, not from Melody. I don't know who's somebody's emails. Someone's stealing someone else's uh, email account here. From Alba Ueda. Hey guys, this is my first time writing in, but I've been listening for a while. Great show, by the way. Excellent for listening to at work, and one of the first I go to every week. I just was wondering, since Chris was talking about 3D gaming this week, what type of 3D do you guys prefer? The pop-out-of-the-screen kind or the sense-of-depth kind? Which one do you feel can contribute more to good 3D gaming? Uh, so, how about I it? I like the depth stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to the pop-out stuff. I've been I've been trying to find uh, pop-out stuff, and I haven't seen it in years. So I don't know what to compare it to. Uh... I, I you know I even went to went to Captain EO recently and that wasn't even doing pop out stuff so I don't know where this pop out 3D is or if it's just weird memories people have because I'm, I'm I don't know that there's a difference between these two types of 3D I need a 3D expert anyone a 3D expert knows the history no uh no I'm not a 3D expert darn it well that sucks sorry but... no it's all right what was I expecting. The kind of 3D I like is the kind that doesn't cost extra when you go to the theater. And the uh, kind that's built into every TV because it's 20 years from now. Yeah, I was like, where <laughs> is this 3D? Yeah, <laughs> Manny, I know you have a reputation for being a technology hipster, but I didn't realize you had your head stuffed in a time machine. No kidding. A head stuffed technology hipster? No, I'm just saying, tech 3D is just not where it needs to be. And I won't care until it's ubiquitous, easy to use, and just about anyone can see it without glasses. Okay, people with no depth perception will never That's see 3D. That's still just about everybody. <laughs> he said just about. I mean, at the same time, you can't design a 3DS for someone who's ha- who happens to be missing a hand. Yeah. You have to just assume that people will have depth perception and go forward with that. No. Uh, well, do you have to? If you really, really want, if you want 3D to do 3D, to work, 3D yeah. Hmm. Which is what this movie, TV movie studios really, really want. Yeah. But at this point, who wants to pay an extra 20 bucks? 
I mean, not not ten. It's like ten dollars. Everyone pays extra around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The earliest confirmed 3D showing was in 1922. Wow, nice noodle. Oh, apparently, Huey Lewis had a movie, The Power, the of, power Love. of Love. <laughs> I don't think that was his. I like the idea, though. I don't know. Am I the only one who hears not who's not really big on 3D at all? I sort of just I just don't mind either way. Um, you know, if something has 3D and it works, I I you know that's fine. I've seen a couple of films in 3D, but I don't think it's like I don't think it's essential for the experience kind of thing. Yeah. I don't you know. know. To answer the letter writer question, I want to see some more pop out 3D because I'm kind of disappointed that either it does never existed and it was just a lie that we all convinced ourselves of, or wait wait. What's that thing called? Uh, the, the you would hold it up to your eye and then you would go use a little click. Viewmaster. That viewmaster was supposed to be pop out, right? Yeah, I guess. But it never really was. It was just a shoebox diorama, basically. Yeah. And there's only the only reason why it seemed to pop out is because one thing was in the foreground and everything else was in the background. Yeah, I don't even understand how stuff can pop out the way 3D works. But is that all you do? Is just put everything in the in the foreground and one thing just sort of. Standing apart from it, I, I guess I don't really and know. Just, and I was going to say, uh, and as a video game programmer, three uh, D, like three D in the way of the three DS, just seems like a way to make my head hurt when it comes to designing games and programming <laughs> them. It's like, nice. why do you hate me, Nintendo? I have to code for your bloody hardware. You know, I'm not bitter or anything. Not bitter. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to say I prefer whatever effect is best suited for the game. And <laughs> seeing as how I haven't seen modern 3D technologies do a good pop out, it's hard for me to say I like pop out versus the other kind because I'm not sure they're capable of pop out. But Chris, don't you know that this is the best experience for this game? What is? If what you is? buy this and what? the DLC oh. and blah blah blah, yes, you'll of have course, the best it always possible is. experience. Do you know what sucks? All right, so I went to Blockbuster last night and that's trying still exists. To, yeah, Blockbuster still exists. We were looking for movies now, and Netflix can't really do that because their instant watch queue is a pile of crap. Um, so we're looking for movies now, and preferably Blu-rays on 3D with 3D on them because I have this 3D TV. So let's find some of the good animated movies that are in 3D that people like and try it, right? No. Blockbuster does not rent 3D movies. Either because the studios won't let them or they've decided that not enough people own TVs to to be bothered with it. And that just, blah. That bugged me. But, oh well. So it's like this, this whole 3D revolution thing isn't even... The reason it's not happening is there's no market to support it. Yep. I mean, Master Chief is right in the chat room. People just bought HD TVs within like the last five years, mm-hmm. and the last thing they want to do is buy another TV. What? I bought it. Oh. I, I think you're a special case. I guess so, but I can't. I mean, well, you're young. Yeah. You're single, yeah. and you have a relatively well-paying job. Yeah. So, rob my house. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. You're not. You're not. You're not well, I'm just kind of disappointed that there's not more 3D stuff out there. I didn't realize how hard it was to get 3D stuff. The studios actually expect you, it seems, to spend 30 bucks on a Blu-ray just to watch in the 3D. And that's insane. Oh, and don't forget, some movies are exclusive to certain platforms. What do you mean? Like, some movies are, like, were exclusive to Samsung TVs or blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, Avatar, for a while, you could only get bundled with a Panasonic 3D TV, I think. 
Yeah. That was crazy. Um, that's stupid. Ugh. Whatever. So if anyone hears about a good way to get 3D content that, uh, you know, doesn't cost an arm and a leg, I'm, I'm all ears for it. And I'll report to you on whether or not it's crap. There was that. Did you go looking for that site where you buy them and get your money back? Um, I, you know, I found that a few days ago. I'm sure it's still out there. I don't know that I trust it. <laughs> it just seems crazy. Like this rental site, they're trying to compete with Netflix and Blockbuster because they actually offer 3D movies for rent, right? So here's how this works. You pay them the full price of the Blu-ray. They ship it to you. Then you watch it and mail it back, and they refund most of the money back to you minus the rental fee. Most of the money back. <laughs> minus the rental fee, right? Uh, does that seem worth it to you? <laughs> Actually, I did know that um, the... Uh my local game shop in Portsmouth was actually doing something similar for some movie tie-in game. I think under the impression that every you know people will buy it at whatever full price, decide that this is basically terrible, and you can then just give it back to the game store minus five pound. Hmm. And it was actually relatively clever because technically they are still getting some money out of it. But mm, I, I think it was more of an indication that the game that was under that offer was basically going to suck horribly. Mm. I don't know. This is weird. And the way they... Ugh, this site... This site bugs me. Here here it is. I put it up on the in the chat room for people to look at. Tell me if this looks shady to you, the way this works. Because <laughs> it seems weird to me. The website alone looks shady. Come on. It looks uh, under-designed a bit. <gasps> Magic Force 3D? Oh, sold. I want to watch The Sorcerer's Apprentice in 3D. Come on, Nicolas Cage, right? Can't go wrong with that. That's on Netflix streaming, man. But is apparently it? their selections... Yeah, it is. <laughs> Mr. Not the Netflix 3D. selection sucks. Not in 3D, not 3D. Of course not. But is that the big break? Well, I really want to watch Sorcerer's Apprentice. But, but it was only in 3D. In 3D. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, the, oh, boy. The... the you know, Voodoo, this, what's actually cool, Voodoo, V-U-D-U, the, the service that you can stream on your PS3 and probably Roku's and stuff as well, uh, they actually let you stream some 3D movies. I think they had six of them, which was pr- pretty much as many as Netflix has. Netflix also doesn't, Except- even if you get the disc, Netflix doesn't have a selection of 3D discs for rental. So they can't even do it. What the hell? Except it costs like, what, eight bucks? Uh, it was six or seven bucks to rent the 3D version of the movie on Voodoo. Which, compared to buying the Blu-ray, you're still ahead. Because really, you're only going to watch that once. Be honest with you. Unless it's a kid's movie and you have kids who want to watch it in 3D. And you want them to be cross-eyed by the time they're 10. Whatever. That's baloney. That's baloney. That's baloney. Whatever. Oh, you and your science. I know. (laughs) By the way, uh, let me give you a tip. Don't waste money on the first three Shreks in 3D. There is no good 3D effect in either of the first three movies. Well, I can say in the first, in the third movie, and I'm making the extensions to the first two because they weren't designed for 3D. Don't waste your money on it. Shrek 4 was actually designed for 3D. I assume that's better. Haven't watched it yet, but uh, I can tell you, just don't waste money on the first three Shreks. All right, we should move on to the next letter. People are probably turning off the podcast. All right, so if you're on Stitcher, I'm sorry for wasting your time. Here's some interesting stuff. Uh, ooh. What's their name? Uh, we'll call him Nicholas. Says, just to say that your podcast is the best RPG podcast ever. Really? The one where we've just been talking about 3D movies for 20 minutes. It's gotten me into them even more. And just to ask you, what DS games would you recommend? And for segment recommendations, you guys could have a th- strategy segment to help people in certain RPGs if they are stuck. Wow. 
How would that work? Oh, also, have any of you ever tried Pokemon Online? If so, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, I could easily share this segment. Are you stuck on a game? Let me direct you to GameFAQs.com. I know. <laughs> it's like, how do you... I, I know. In the age of the internet, it's kind of hard to do that. I, I mean, you'd have to write in, and then we'd have to make sure that there's no spoilers for people on the show who haven't played it yet. Uh, I don't even know. Um, yeah. The, uh, as far as Pokemon Online, I don't think any of us have played it, have we? Uh, okay. You could say no. This is an interactive medium. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently, uh, Sarah Magar has played it. No, wait, no. She's seen the Nyan Cat plushie. Okay, never mind. I thought she was actually following with the show. Never mind. There's a Nyan Cat plushie? That's more interesting to me than Pokemon Online. Uh, so here's uh, here's the thing. What are some th- DS games we could recommend to uh, Nicholas here? Wait, DS or 3DS? Just DS, it says. Remember, the world only, ends only, with you. Only rich, crazy people buy 3DSs. We've got a story that yeah, the, the world ends with you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend every Phoenix Wright game to you. And yeah, no, it's probably good. Except the first one, which you could buy for a dollar on your on the iPod iPhone. Touch. <laughs> yeah, or iPhone. Yeah, I suppose that would be a good way to save some money. Oh, let's see. What have we got what, here? Pokemon games are good. If you like the Pokemon series, if you, you seem to. Um, Rune Factory. Uh, no. Uh, I think you're crazy, but okay. The third one. Oh, really? What's it called? What's the subtitle? My Magical... Rune Factory 3. Oh. Well, that's pretty easy. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Rune Factory. Uh, the Dragon Quest uh, games on there are pretty good for RPGs. They're long, traditional RPGs, so make sure you like traditional RPGs and want to be in for a long, long game. What else we got? Noodle will kill me if I don't recommend some Kirby games, but they're very short, so don't pay a lot of money for them. Hey, no, Kirby Superstar, uh, Kirby Superstar Ultra is, takes quite a while if you do all of it. If you do all the crap, but, I mean, it's a lot of mini-games. No, 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 I'm just talking about the regular game here. No, the, the regular game part's very short, actually. That's the whole no, issue with Superstar. Yes, it is. What are you talking oh, it about? It's, it's like one world, almost. No... It isn't. I, what? Yeah. Superstar Ultra. Like, the first mode that you play is, like, the really, really easy version of a normal Kirby game. Yes. And, and it's then really the short. Other... Yeah, and then you go then through things are... like um, Chris, smash through six... levels in a castle and stuff like that. It's like, what the Chris, hell? there are six other games. Yeah, but they How suck. They're not good. They're mini games. No, they are actual Kirby games. Like Revenge of Meta Knight and uh, Milky Way Wishes. What? Seriously. Okay. There are modes after that first one. Okay, the ones I see are Spring Breeze, Dynablade, Gourmet Race, Great Cave Offensive, Revenge of Meta Knight. I mean, really? Most of those are not actual game games. Yes, they are. Gourmet Race is running through a stage collecting food. Yeah. That does not count. Yeah, Revenge of Meta Knight's a game, as is is Dynablade. Stop failing. Okay. Actually play the game. I did. I must not have unlocked those. You probably have to play stuff like um, stupid, uh, what, what is it called? Great Cave Offensive in order to unlock it. And Great Cave Offensive is also a game. No, it's not. It's a piece of crap. It's not fun. No, it's it's a game. No, it's terrible. You know what I really it's, like? Yeah. You suck, Chris. Yeah. 3D movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stop fighting see. parents! 
Noodle says Meta Nightmare is the longest one. So there you go. Uh, go Kirby Squeaksod is actually a longer Kirby game. You can actually play that for a little while. We don't need to go to Wikipedia. I was already on it. So let's uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> best best DS game on the platform. Come on, best pl- best one. No, nobody has a submission. Well, my submission's an import. So yeah, well, do it. Do okay. it anyway. Um, Super Robot Wars W. All right, Super Robot Wars W. Shaman says Canvas Curse. Wow. Okay. Um, what's mine? Oh, this is hard. Oh, the first Puzzle Quest, not the second one, and definitely not Galactrix. Hmm. Oh, and this new Super Mario Brothers is on there. The Phoenix Wright games are on there. Oh, what do I pick? Oh, yeah, Princess Peach. That was really good. Oh, Rhythm Heaven's on there now? No. The Wyndun games, maybe? Yeah, Elite Beat Agents. Oh, wait, did he specify RPGs? If so, we failed. No, he didn't. Okay, good. I'm sitting here looking over my collection. I can't pick a. I can't pick one. I don't know. I'm not good at ranking games, but you guys know that already. I suck at this. I fail. I fail. I fail out. Go buy Ghost Chris, Trick. Just Chris, enjoy the discussion that. I just had with you indicated that much. It's not that good of a game. Sorry. Was very disappointed in Superstar Ultra because it was very short and not very fun. I cannot believe you could criticize the game as being short. Yep. Because the actual Kirby game, which I want, which is a traditional Kirby game where I suck in enemies and turn into them, yeah, is very which short. which was like six of them. I can't yeah. believe that you got through all six in whatever. No, if, it, if I had to unlock them, that fails too, because I just want to play Kirby games. Yeah, but the, even stuff like the Great Cave Offensive was a Kirby game. No, it wasn't. It wasn't yes, it fun. Was. I played, that is a very annoying and not fun game to play. Okay, well, describe how it isn't fun then. How is it not a Kirby game? Because I have to run around and hunt treasure chests, and I don't think that's fun. <laughs> I want to run through action levels and dodge enemies and crap and, and absorb cake. That's what I do in Kirby games. I do not dig through caves looking for treasure chests. <sighs> Just driving him nuts. Uh, I love fail. It. Driving him nuts. Yeah, you have to unlock them. Well, screw that. I don't want to unlock them. That's like fighting game characters. They should all be unlocked now. We're in the new age. People don't have time for this crap. All right. Uh, according to Game Facts, by the way, Pokemon Black. Best game right now, followed by Dragon Quest Nine, which you know those are actually good games. So give it a shot. And uh, oh, Golden Sun, Dark Dawn, Dawn apparently also good. Oh my God, Game FAQs has one, two, three, four, five, six Pokemon games in the top ten. That's all this platform's known for. So whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that's our that's our letters. So we're gonna take a little break here and play you a segment from our favorite submitter. And he is, of course, the legendary Zoltan. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of the legendary Zoltan. That intro has nothing to do with today's lesson. Uh Let's talk about everybody's favorite Final Fantasy. FF5! 
Five. No. FF6. No. FF7. Hell no. It's Final Fantasy VIII. Oh no, he didn't. Now I don't have to tell you that Garden is a place of study and self-improvement. Nah, I know that. Then why the hell didn't you access your panel at your desk and read all 348 tutorials contained therein? I, I was going to this morning, but freaking cipher. If you did study, then you received a guardian force by the name of Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. By the way, FF8 misspelled it. It should have one more L in it. But here's a secret that's even crazier. Crazier than Nintendo? This is an Aztec word from the language of Nahuatl. Mufasa! And in native Nahuatl, the pronunciation is quite different. It's pronounced... But that's really hard to pronounce, so the accepted English pronunciation is Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl means feathered serpent. So that's why he looked like an unfeathered unserpent in the game. And this guy was the Aztec's god of the morning star. Spiky. According to the Wikipedia, his job was to produce corn for every human alive. Corny. And yet he still found enough free time to invent books and the first calendar. Timely. As if that weren't sexy enough... He also helped create humankind. Sexy! The Aztecs believed in cycles. Laundry! And believed that this was the fifth cycle of the sun. Get out of here. And with each new sun comes along an entirely new generation of humans. Go to hell! Supposedly, Quetzalcoatl created us, the fifth generation of humans, by going to the underworld. Oh crap, he really did go to hell. And bathing the bones of all the dead fourth gen humans in blood. I tried that on my PS2 and it didn't work. Blood that he got from a wound in his own Quetzalcoatl. He means his penis. And that's the god of the morning star in a nutsack. In a ball shell. Now go impress your boyfriend or girlfriend with all the interesting stuff you learned from me. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have one. That's because the only thing you have is... Your RPG playing ass. Well done. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Legendary Zoltan. If you'd like to submit feedback... Oh, go <laughs> What? Sorry. Okay. Add noodle suggestion for a title. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to submit feedback like Legendary Zoltan does, or our letter writers, email us at podcast at rpgamer.com, call us at 608-729-4098, or send us an MP3 file to play a segment on our show at podcast at rpgamer.com once again, or post post on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com with new gold and red theme that people kind of like. I made it. I don't know if it's any good, but uh, yeah, now our message boards don't look uh, like the default theme anymore. It's not a real message board, Chris. Oh, it isn't? No, it's not a real message board. Why not? There's chests everywhere. I have to run around. It's just not fun. <laughs> There's chests on it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Not fun. Sorry. Fun. Didn't didn't enjoy Great Cave Attack Plant Panic Plus Minus. Sorry. Alright. So <laughs> Yeah. That was uh Quetzalcoatl. That's very very disturbing. Okay, so <laughs> Oh, people are making weird suggestions about the uh title now because of that. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Let's get into news. <laughs> Do we have to? Yeah. The, the good news for you, Chris, is that you can't put penis on the index. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> so there goes that uh, that uh, that set of title suggestions. Oh. That everyone would be a wiser. Wait, penis wait, wait. I index. didn't say you couldn't put oh. euphemisms. I just said you couldn't put penis. Cuts <laughs> a dongle. Yes, that's appropriate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, 
Digimon. How about so let's post about Digimon dongles. Uh, Digimon RPG for PlayStation Portable has been announced by uh, Namco Bandai, and it's being developed by Tricrescendo. Uh, Tricrescendo made like uh, that uh, musical game for 360 and PS3, where you're Chopin, right? Or where you uh, hang Eternal out with Chopin? Sonata? Eternal Sonata, right? Wasn't that Trice? Oh, I thought that was Tricrescendo. Hmm. I can't remember. All right. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Okay, whatever. <laughs> they yes, they did Eternal Sonata, and they also did Baton Kaito's Eternal Wings and Lost the Lost Ocean and Origins, which they co-developed both of those with Monolith. And they also did Fragile Farewell Ruins of the Moon. Did that ever come out here? I don't think so. Uh, not heard of it before. So probably seem not. Like it, yeah. Yes, and, it did. Oh, it did. Uh, Adrian reviewed it. XC okay. published it. Ah. Oh, it's cool. one of There we go. And Blue Dragon Awakened Shadow on the DS. And, of course, they did sound work for, like, Valkyrie Profile and other classics developed by Tri-Ace. Like Star Ocean 1, or Star Ocean until the end of time, rather. Yeah, I think that's where stories. I was getting confused. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I assume they were, like, the just the sound team for a while, and then they spun off and became, like, a developer altogether or something like that. Makes sense. Anyway, so Digimon. This is, this is what they've fallen to, I guess. They're doing a Digimon game. Time to pay the bill some way, right? Uh, I'm falling to. The series is... The this, this stuff is still going in Japan. Yeah. X-Rose Wars is huge right now. In Japan. That's, that, yeah, um, that's kind of the thing. Is well, the, well, where is the original... Everywhere. Where is the I, original what? Well, the original, I seem to remember, was extremely popular outside Japan. It sort of petered off over time. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the current one, because I'm not even sure if there's a... Well, we're not really the right age group. Anna actually does Digimon PR... So probably yeah, actually, it was funny because this this announcement came at a really great time for us because the Digimon Masters Online beta starts on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So they were like, another oh. Digimon game? Perfect. Thumbs up for that. Sweet. Is the uh, guy who does uh, Devil Survivor the artist who does this game? Looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, the exact same artist, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it is, yeah. Mm, that might be interesting. Just so based on the Everyone who have gigantic breasts, including the Digimon. Uh, I was going to look on Andrea Sang to see more details in the story, but the source link doesn't go to the story, so I can't look it up. Oh, RP Gamer policies. <laughs> uh, I th- think I actually managed to just get a policy change on that one, but whatever. Well, that'd be cool. Just, it, it really, it's very selfish of me. It just really helps me a lot, out a lot when I'm getting more details on the podcast and stuff. Oh, uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. This is a this is a big one. Michael Cunningham's been really looking forward to this. Saw it at E3. I couldn't remember enough to really put together uh, anything comparable to his uh, impression. But I know that what I saw was like, oh, that looks good. Check. This thing looks okay. And moved on to the next thing. Uh, you guys been following this game at all? You played it, didn't you, Manny? Or did you go to an event for this? For which one? Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I saw the E3 thing. Oh, you did that too. Okay. Right. Yeah, oh, you I did think s- almost everybody went to the little booth at E3 and watched it. Yeah, because there was like no Ooh. line. It was next to Mass Effect 2, which had a two-hour line. Oh, yeah. Seriously. And then this one had no line. So people went to it. I felt bad, though, because it. It, was, it, was, it was dark and air-conditioned, so I fell asleep for a little bit. Oh, I like did that. one break. That's what I did in Skyrim. Well, Skyrim had the better seats. I basically sat on a big rock and said... Oh. oh, I had to stand in Amalur. That's why I didn't fall asleep, probably. Oh, all right. Yeah. 
So yeah, the uh, game looks awesome. Yeah, they it's had like a panel. At, yeah, they had a panel at Comic Con. Yeah, it looks like Oblivion, right? Yeah. Meets God of War. Meets a little bit of Fable. Yeah, a little bit better art style than Oblivion, if you ask me. Oh, absolutely! It's like uh, all the bright, everything that you liked about Fables 3's art style and sort of like bright, colorful world, but combined with like the That's depth a- of an Oblivion. You know what the best part about Kingdoms MLR was? What? Curtailing. I was there in my RP Gamer T-shirt, and the guys recognized the site now. Hey, cool! That was cool. That's good. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And yet we couldn't put up a single impression of it. <laughs> I love that part too. All right, so unless you did, Manny, hey, did you? No, I'm just saying. Okay. We're busy. <laughs> I wrote a bunch of stuff and sent it off because I didn't have an opportunity to post it myself, and yeah. no one got around to posting it. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, let's see. Any good news that came out of Comic-Con here? Just reviewing it, make sure I didn't miss anything. Doesn't seem like it. February just... Oh, yeah, February. That's... that's the news. February, by the way. Yeah, release date time frame. That's interesting. Well, we'll bring that up later. Just a, a comment that Shaman just made in the chat channel is relevant to a later story. Okay, yes. Uh, oh, shoot. You know what I really hate? Uh, and, and it isn't Kirby. Because I, I actually kind of like Kirby, and I'm really looking forward to the Wii game and 3DS game with him. But what what I what I don't like is Bioware's videos that we embed into our site. Because when you embed a Bioware video, it automatically plays no matter what. So you just open a web page up, and it blasts all my listeners with uh with uh with Star Wars music every time. Which I guess isn't that bad because it's Star Wars music, but it's like also happening every single time. It's really annoying. I don't know about you guys. Those things ever bug you? It just, just makes me. you sound very dramatic when you start talking, Chris. I have new Star Wars news for you. Oh. I didn't realize it was... Oh, they're doing it on purpose. They're doing... They know people are going to live stream their news, and they're doing this to set the mood and get people excited to pre-order the game, aren't they? This is all a conspiracy. Did we cover this a little bit last week? You said you... I remember you poo-pooed it completely. I don't know. Did we? You tell me, because I don't remember. why anything. do we... Uh, I should get this game for free. No, I did here. not say that. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do seem to remember at least some complaints about getting press accounts for MMOs because you know you spend so much money buying 3D televisions, you don't <laughs> want to spend any money on MMOs at all. I don't recall saying that. I said I was kind of. Uh, do you know who I am? <laughs> I was said I was kind of tired of paying for like eighty-five different MMOs and try playing them all at the same time because it's kind of expensive to do that. All right, fair enough. I thought that was a more fair complaint than. Uh, I shouldn't have to pay, because, uh, whatever. <laughs> Screw you guys. Uh, <laughs> Collector's Edition for B- Star Wars The Old Republic is out, so let's see what I'm not going to buy. We've got It's a d- already sold out, I think. Oh, really? In, in some places, I believe it's already sold out. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, so you get a gentle giant Darth Malgus statue, a collectible metal case, a journal of Master Nos Dural, as, on- as annotated by Satel Shan. An Old Republic galaxy map, custom security authentication key, music of Star Wars The Old Republic CD, high-quality collector's edition box. Hey, you'll note they get, like, it looks like you get a full soundtrack, don't they? Or at least a full CD. Take note other games that are including a four-track CD. I'm looking at you, Lord of the Rings. Uh, High-quality collector's edition box, seven additional digital items, and 30 days of game time. Whereas the digital deluxe edition just gives you five digital items, and the standard edition gives you nothing except the game. So, oh, uh, I think well, I think one. I was going to say I think one of the items I remember them saying about the 
at the very least, the pre-order versions was um, you get a little something that allows you to recolor your little laser blasts. Ooh. I mean, wow. Wow. You I would know. say the other, the other digital items are you get a flare gun, uh-huh. a training droid, a training droid that hovers at your side for combat assistance, a hollow dancer. You can project your own holographic dancer. Wait, wait, the training droid actually helps you in combat? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's okay. weird. A hollow cam. Keep visual records of in-game adventures. Uh, a unique vehicle called the Stap. And an exclusive mouse droid. And remember, this is the part you hated. An exclusive collector's edition store. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Now I know why I hate this story. Okay. Back to hating it. <laughs> Back to hating it. All right. Thank you, Manny. So we covered this last help. week, and I'm moving on. Screw this crap. I can't even run a podcast right. Screw you guys. I'm going back to my podcast. Can't do anything right. Oh, uh, hey, Level 5 finally opened up their American studio. And they put up a video about it this week. Did you hear about that? I did not. Did you? Well, you should have. I don't know why you didn't, because this is oh, big news. All big right. Big news, Tell big news, about big it. news. So they opened up a webpage about their American studio. They put up a video of... Uh, uh, Akihiro Hino putting, uh, telling you about the new studio. He's subtitled in it. And they've got a Facebook page and a Twitter account now, so you can harass them to bring over their fav- your favorite games that they haven't brought over here. They put up a poll asking which games do you want to bring over. And the, the one that won was... Uh, what was it? I can't remember now. It was on their Facebook Nino Kuni? No, it was not Nino Kuni. I was very oh. disappointed. Uh, it was something. I'm sorry, guys. I should Wasn't it the um, the... Uh, Phoenix Wright, Professor Layton game? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. That, and that's good. That's fine. Oh, there's already some talk that they've trademarked that little Battlers game in the U.S. Yeah. Okay. You know, the one where it's like Pokemon, but with like little tiny robot capsule toys? Yeah, I, I guess. Hmm. I that works. It's just kind of weird. Oh, level five. Where are you? I can't even find them. On, I'm typing in level 5 on Facebook. And, of course, when you type in level 5 and don't get actually level 5, it's never a good sign that they've done their Facebook, right? Oh, this is so terrible. Level 5. I-A. I, okay. I give up. I don't know. Uh, so there's uh, there's level 5 for you. They're out. And they say they say the following. Uh, where'd they put it? Where'd I put it on? Let's go to the Civil Canera source. Get you the most accurate quote possible. Because it's... Uh, it's that Checking Hills podcasts. Yeah. Quite different, uh, but we hope to make... Yeah, so this is weird. They say two things. One, they, they mention that they're going to bring over games that released in Japan, and they're going to re- create original content designed for the U.S. So they're going to do both, right? So that's good. But as far as... Uh, they do mention, and this is the depressing part... They noted the Japanese and U.S. markets are, quote, quite different, but we hope to make innovative games that our fans in the U.S. will enjoy. Which usually means crappy casual games when anyone else says that. So I don't know if that'll be different here. Kind of depressed on that. Well, no, no. It's going to be like Fisher Lane's going to have an M16 and you get have perks. Mm. Damn, Manny, that hurts. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate, but it hurts. <laughs> Hmm. All right. Well, Have you guys prestige and Leighton yet? That's prestiged great. and Leighton. <laughs> no. Have not. Not yet. Kind of want to now. 
kind of want to. So there you go. That's level five for you. Hey, how about uh, Fantasy Star Online 2? You know what? That what? game's on a PC. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Is there something wrong with that? It's weird, man. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, I hear that uh, some big news dropped. As a matter of fact, I remember Andrea saying posting a separate story telling me to watch the live stream of whatever big news they were going to reveal. Oh, did they release anything? No, well, you tell me, man. You got the story, right? I don't know. What? Oh, right, this story. What I'm doing right yeah, here. yeah, because uh, they, they actually like a few days before all this news uh, was released, they said you can watch the Sega live stream live in Japan as they talk about all this new information. So I'm expecting some gigantic stuff. Okay, I finally did it. I yeah. I confirmed that Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney with 6,107 votes was the winner of the Facebook poll, followed by Nino Kuni, the Another World, followed by not even close, Nino Kuni on DS, so the PS3 version. The second. Master Chief is saying you're making narrow-minded statements about Western games again. Yeah, Western games are very narrow-minded. That's true. So. No? No? Wrong? Right? Wrong? Bad? Indifferent? Hmm. Chris, that is not a fair assessment. You are completely biased towards Japanese games. Oh, Okay. You make my life difficult on the forums when you do this, Chris. You realize that. Why? Because you actually have posts to read? No, because I have people spitting in both directions. Yeah, spitting. We don't have enough spitting. I, for one, am the... I, for one, like games from the West. That was... That was was remarkably strange, Manny. (laughs) No, I do. Come on. When's the last time I talked about like the last the big day of preaching and playing? So I'll always be Chris's counterbalance. That's why I'm on the show. Is that how it works? Yeah. By the way, level five's Facebook post Facebook page actually is really freaking hard to find on the search. So it's Facebook.com slash level five IA. No, that doesn't stand for Iowa. You US people, you. It stands for international uh, America. Try uh, searching on Facebook for uh, fact checking kills podcasts. No. I I won't. <laughs> it's time to move on and fancy start two which is a pc game check this out this is the news we have this week this is a big right. this is big news week all right you ready for this you ready yeah, for this there was a live stream exactly this is Tell huge me this is huge you can jump what <laughs> you can jump well, live stream about <laughs> Chris, to be perfectly honest the number of online games where you can jump can probably still well number of good online games where you can jump can probably still only be counted on what two hands at most i guess i don't know but I mean, for some of us, like I, st- I kind of got started on MMOs with Fancy Star Online on the Dreamcast on its piddly little uh, built-in 56k modem, like way back in about 2000 or so, yeah. or whenever the hell it came out, 2000, 2001, 2002, sometime around then. And I don't know. I mean, although the screenshots make it uh, Fancy Star Online 2 look like the kind of generic. Um, like Eastern developed free to play MMOs that are quite common these days. The fact that the people who develop Fantasy Star Online be- are behind it is sort of what makes me still interested in it. Mm. Well, the closed beta or alpha test starts in August 1st, so that's very soon. And they announced that there's 
What is it? Uh, uh, it can be played more like a third-person shooter where it's possible to manually aim at an enemy's head to do extra damage. Yeah, let's see. Oh, 12-player multi... Uh, 12 player parties. 12-player parties. Well, yeah, because, well, yeah, I mean, you know, for example, the original Fancy Star Online was four-player parties, and, well, that was pretty big back when I was playing it, but... Oh, wait, wait. We'll feature 12-player multiplayer play with players grouping in together in parties of four. Oh, okay. okay. So it's 4v4v4. Four, oh. four four. All right, good. I'm glad we actually did fact-check that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Some monsters and events will be randomly generated. The plots may also be random, so you get fresh experiences the whole way that you're playing. And what else we got? So August 1st for the closed beta test, which I don't know how you get into it. Probably only in Japan or something like that. Small scale in the middle of August, so whatever. Oh, not August have first. Been August. Yeah. Oh, players have already been chosen. So selection probably... was held a few months back. Okay. If you didn't get in, uh, you're gonna you're have out. to wait. Yeah, and it's only Japanese. Okay. But look for lots of leaked footage soon. So how long until we get this in the U.S. and we get the, or in anywhere else in English? Uh, that one. This one has to come out, doesn't it? No. Like next year, I'm guessing, by the end of the year, something like that. Who it's knows? Sega. Who knows, man? Mm. Anything about pricey models? It's going to be uh, free-to-play, pay-to-play? Not that I saw. I d- I, I'm, I'm assuming subscription. Yeah. I don't know if you All guys right. saw anything, but uh, yeah. Whatever. Apparently, Sega doesn't have the money to afford ninjas right now, and Sega of Europe waived the subscription fee back on the Dreamcast. So we'll see how that works here. I'm assuming this one, since it's PC only, has got to be subscription. What would they make? What would they get by just having it for free? I guess you could sell the game, huh? Well, that was. Well, yeah, there's either selling the game or uh, turning it microtransaction. Yeah, that's the point. It, it kind of looks like the. The screenshots that I've seen of it make it look like the kind of, as I said, the, the sort of Eastern developed free to play MMOs that usually fund themselves on microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Um. But as I said, the reason why I'm interested is that it actually has a competent... Well, what I would assume is a relatively competent team of designers behind it. The only problem, of course, with um, a game with Fantasy Star Online's history is that the designers may have made a relatively decent game, if a little grind-happy, was that they weren't any good at preventing some of the problems that plagued the online section of it. Mm. Okay. Well, there's one more story for it. Two more stories for us, guys. So, Dragon Age 2 is no longer on Steam. <gasps> and, of course, uh, something about uh, DLC. And something about posting DLC to all major services, including GameStop, Amazon, Director Drive. And something about Steam's policies versus what EA wants to do with the DLC has led to them having to pull D- Dragon Age 2 from Steam. Oh, I think I remember that the DLC in Dragon Age 2 was offered via an, an in-game an in-game store. So? And and Steam wants you to, to be available on the front page for everybody. Ah, okay. That's uh that's been the case with a lot of EA games though. That shouldn't be new. That well, ever be... since Origin, right? They've been yeah, getting Dragon a little Age bit aggressive. Dragon Age 1 was like that. And no, I mean, their new service, Origin, they began a little bit aggressive. But I mean, their... Dragon Age Origins itself, the first game, had the same issue, mm-hmm. and that's on Steam, isn't it? I don't know. So I there, think I you think can buy it. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe they only put, like, the Game of the Year edition on Steam or something. 
that already had all the DLC. Yeah, I think the ultimate. Yeah, the ultimate edition is there. Hmm. Okay, whatever. So Steam, EA continues pulling games from popular online services, and internet people are like, "This is stupid." EA people are like, "Oh, who cares? They've got Origin now." I did confirm. I logged into my Origin account, and I can still download all the games I put on there over a year ago. So, oh, you'd have to pay an extra dollar at Do checkout. I, okay, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I didn't. These are all codes I registered on it, so I didn't actually buy anything through their store. All right, uh, so much for Origin. How about 3DS? So I've got a 3DS. Yeah. I paid full price for it, and Nintendo says, yeah, so about paying full price for that. Uh, we're going to drop the price. And we know that's going to upset you because we're going to drop it by $80, which is kind of a huge price drop. But it's okay. We're going to give you, and I, I still can't get confirmation on this, uh, sounds like 20 free games. Eh? Or 10 free games from a selection of 20? I, I'm not really sure. No, no. Right. It's 10 games. And half, it's, the way that I read it is 10 free games, half from the NES collection and half from the GBA collection. Beginning September 1st, Nintendo 3DS ambassadors will be able to download 10 NES Virtual Console games at no charge and before they are available in the eShop for the general public. These games include... They only list five that it includes. And, uh... uh, Let's see. There is also mention elsewhere that they'll also get 10 games from Game Boy Advance Virtual Console games, which will be later. And uh, that's all we have. That's all we know. And they listed some of the uh, con- Game Boy Advance games, like Super Mario Advance 3, Mario Kart Advance, Metroid Fusion, WarioWare, and Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Also, what we don't know is that those Game Boy Advance games had never been officially announced that... And then Nintendo's never officially announced that they're doing the Game Boy Advance store for anybody. Like, these might... In theory, these might for a while be exclusive just to people who bought the system early. And be the only way you get those Game Boy Advance yeah. games. You need I'm, to log in onto the store before, like, what, August 1st? Yeah. August 11th at 11.59 p.m. Don't forget, don't remember the time zone. Probably PDT. All right, there you go. So make sure if you have a 3DS, you log into the eShop. If you've been avoiding it, don't, because right. that's how and you Right, and this was games. the thing that Shaman mentioned in the chat channel. Now, Shaman, if you don't mind specifying, is that Canada or is that U.S.? Because Shaman says that Costco has dropped the price already. Ooh. So he said that he saw one for 170 at Costco already, which would be amazing because then you get the $80 off and you'd get the 20 free games. Yeah. Well, you know, you've been waiting for a price drop. I have a yeah. Costco membership. We could walk over there. Would this get you to buy a system? Yes. This would get you to buy a system. Okay. Particularly if it was 170 plus the 20 free games. Ooh. I mean, I, I, I take the $80 Ooh. off is basically what I'm looking for. Appears to be Canada right now. Well, poo. Shame, and I may end up PayPaling you some money. <laughs> well, we can just. But then drive. you have to log in for you on the you store know, and everything. We'll we'll go. We'll do some investigative journalism, and we'll drive by Costco later. Okay. <laughs> so, Chris, how do you feel as someone who already purchased? Is are these twenty free games enough for you? Um, you know, I put up a post on my Facebook, my Google Google Plus, and and my blog, and I said, you know, yeah. 
They are. I'm actually relatively excited about, well, relatively. I'm actually excited about the games they have on that list. They're games I wanted to play. I'm looking forward to having them all on my device here. They they did a good job of mollifying my objections by giving me 20 games. It, hell, at, when I wrote my post, I thought it was only 10. So it's actually 20. That's even better. Um, I'm I'm happy with this. You know, I've been... The thing that saved the system for me is not really this. What makes me happy is how much fun I've been having with uh, Ocarina of Time. So you're still playing Ocarina of Time. Which is Um, so funny because I was like, Ocarina of Time, Ocarina of Time. And I was bouncing off the walls. And you were like, that game sucks. I can't believe you like it. I hated that game. And um, I think it was basically me going, Ocarina of Time, like every day on Skype for two weeks straight before you bought it. Yeah, and then you made fun of me because you turned on the music and it was like Epona's hoofbeats, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you bought a green of time!" And you were like, "How the hell did you know that was OOT already?" She does. The music uh, hadn't even started. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, the the game it's saving that game for me because everyone loves this game except me, and so the fact that it's actually made this game playable and enjoyable by me because of my absolute hatred for the look of the N64. Um, I've always appreciated that. Is that worth 80 bucks? No. I mean, the economic part of me knows that saving the 80 bucks is by far the better way to go. And then you pick and choose just the eShop games you want. You buy those. You're, you're still ahead. And that's the way it should go. But, you know, as far as doing a package to make me happy, this is pretty good, what Nintendo's doing here. So I'm okay with this. So maybe I shouldn't be, but I'm, I'm pretty okay with this. Does that make sense? It's better, than, it's better than getting the price drop than getting nothing. Yes, exactly. Because really, they don't need to do this. They they don't have to do anything, so the fact that they're doing anything is nice. And I try uh, you're an ambassador, Chris. I remember I'm used to Nintendo not doing jack crap for me because uh, you know I've been part of the Operation Rainfall, and I can officially announce now since uh, we're done with our last news stories, I have officially pre-ordered Xenoblade from Europe because I've given up on it coming out here um, anytime soon. So I I'm going to I found the NeoGaf wiki on how to modify your Wii to make it work with import games and so I went to games365.co.uk. I pre-ordered my copy and I'm waiting for it to come sometime in late August or early September. So that's the end of that. Sadness. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's the question for you, Chris. Yeah. And and you're you're in a position to actually do this. If you if they localize it, will you also buy a North American copy? No. I already have really? it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I already have it. What do I need the North American copy for? To show your support. To show my oh support? Oh, my God. I, no. I can't even say that with a straight face. I mean, they, they lost their chance. They sent me a letter. They, I have it right here. This is what they sent me. I didn't talk about this on the podcast. So they, I got this um, on... I got this. I think the day after, right after the podcast last week. This is the letter they sent me. This is why I'm bu- why I'm importing the game <clears throat> in paper format. Here it is in paper format. Dear Chris, thanks for your recent letter. I can see why you want to see games like Xenoblade: The Last Story or Pandora's Tower released here in the Americas. I'll let you know. I only sent the letter mentioning Xenoblade. I didn't mention the other games. But at this time, we have no new information to offer or announcements to make regarding these games. I realize this is disappointing, but your comments have been documented and made available for other departments here to use as they see fit. We appreciate hearing what our consumers find important. Sincerely, Nintendo of America, Sissy Barner, Consumer Service Representative. Now, here's the thing that I want to point out for those of you watching on the live stream. Is the date on that letter? It's July 17th. It's dated on a Sunday. When does Nintendo work on Sunday? 
Don't they always release older games and hardware on Sundays? No. Shaman, is that true? Is this the text of one of their automated emails? Is that actually true? Wow. Shaman claimed that was the text of one of their automated emails. I, I, I don't know that that's true. We should find out if that's actually true. I tweeted this over to Operation Rainfall. They didn't seem to run with it at all. I, I guess they got their own and already knew, but uh, yeah. <sighs> it sucks. just sucks. Anyway, so I got that letter, and at that point, when they're actually responding to physical letters with the same thing that they said on their Facebook account, I realized that, okay, yep, that's their official stance now. It's not just a social networking floozy putting up whatever they feel like on the Facebook that's it. It's done. So, uh, okay, fine, Nintendo. You win. I'm going to import. Yeah. You and your floozies can shove it. It's like, I mean, nothing else I can do. It's like, I understand. So I'll go I'll go over. I'll import it. I understand. You don't have to do anything for me. You do what you need to do for your market. So, okay, done. There's uh, So that's what I'm doing with, uh, with, uh, with that crap. Oh, what else did we do with crap? Oh, Anna, you played Connect, right? Are we in now playing? Yeah, we are. Yay! I play Connectables! Woohoo! It's fun. I like it when the cat knocks me over and licks my face. <laughs> so I've been playing Connectables, and you follow a storyline where you play with your pet and do different things, and it shows you how to do stuff, and then you can do it yourself. And I have two kitties. I have a black something and a cloud spot leopard and I have been unlocking mini games, and I'm um, not good at aiming where I throw, and I'm especially not good at kicking soccer balls, mostly because um, we don't have enough room in Chris's living room. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I had to push, so I picked up a Connect. Obviously, we went over to Blockbuster. The same trip I went to rent 3D movies, we also rented some Connect games because they're like, well, let's just get every gimmick we can known to man right now. Let's get Connect games and 3D movies. This will be great. <laughs> um, all we were missing was a move title and uh, I don't know whatever else is hip right now. You but, don't have a move. Yeah, I know. Well, I could have bought it. Why not? I need <sighs> as much crap as I need uh, as I can get. Right. So I had to push my my entertainment center all the way back against the wall. The TV stand on the entertainment center all the way back against the wall. The couch all the way back against the other wall. We've got the connect mounted at the top of the TV. We're trying to get as much. And you have to stand about an inch in front of the couch and not really move <laughs> forward at all in order. To well, I can move to... forward because I'm short. Yeah, that does help for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're hooped. You you move yeah. you you lean forward and it starts your legs start to uh, do things that no legs can naturally do. Yeah, it's really weird what it does to your avatar <laughs> when it doesn't understand where your leg is. It bends in very unnatural ways. Fortunately, most games it's, it's don't rag, show your avatar. It's, it's ragdoll physics, <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> yeah, none of the games show your avatar, so it's it's okay. That's just well, the so far, calibration. Anyways, I mean, we've we've just played the Connectimals. So. Yeah, well, I, I know Dance Central doesn't either. So okay. the. The other thing that I did order that's not out yet is the uh, Nyko Connect um, <laughs> Connect nearsighted lens thing. So it, you put it on your Connect, and you don't need to be as far back with your Connect. It like gives you two extra feet of room and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that showing up, so then I can actually play my Connect with uh, with more room. We haven't tried out Child of Eden yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to that, and that'll be fun. So, oh, is that a Connect game as well? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's the main reason I've got the Connect, basically, because I want to try Child of Eden the way it was intended. Okay. I, I'm a Res fan. I, I really want to play Just Dance. I remember Res, but um. You mean Dance mind. Central? 
Oh, yeah. Res is friggin' awesome. Yeah, you're right, Shadow. I should get Fruit Ninja Connect now. I should get all the arcade games for the summer of arcade, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, buy Gunstringer, and then you can get Fruit Ninja for free. Really? What's that? Uh, yeah. Is it Fruit Ninja or Fruit Ninja Connect? Do you know what Gunstringer is? No. Man. Yes, maybe. I don't remember. Is that one of the Xbox Live Arcade games, or is that something else? It was going to be an Xbox Live Arcade game, but it was so big they put on a disc. Oh, I heard something about this on one of the E3 podcasts. And okay. yes, from the guys who did a uh, Splo- Explosion Man and Explosion Man. Yeah, but I I haven't played those. But it's not even the same kind of game. Oh, okay. Well, then I but I still don't know if I like their stuff. Oh well, <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> All right. So you so you buy that and it, you get Fruit Ninja for free. Is that how that works? Yeah, Fruit Ninja Connect. It's on the disc. Oh, it's on the disc. Nice. That's kind of weird. So they did the port or something. No, just wanted to give you some more value. Oh, that's a good sign. <laughs> well, no, well, this game like ex- isn't really fully fleshed out. It's kind of just a big arcade game. Oh, come game. on. Let's throw Fruit Ninja Connect on the disc to make people Don't not buy feel it, as ripped then. off. It's not for you, Chris. You can't have one. <laughs> I go, okay. Because no I'm skeptical? You. Like, you've played no, it. Have so you played you. it? Have you played it? Yes, I have. Oh, really? I own it. Oh, you own it already. It's out? Yes. You have a Connect. <laughs> No. <laughs> Why not, Manny? Because he's full of crap. <laughs> not even out yet. Hey, I'm not a connect floozy like you, buddy. Connect floozy? Is uh, that how it is? You realize that the the major push behind buying that connect was so that I could play connectables, right? No, it's Ugh. mostly it's also not just because of that. I was okay. planning to get one eventually. Your your push and the time of when you're here is why I didn't wait for it to go on sale next. Ah, okay. Because that's what I really should be doing. Oh, wow. Sophie's playing with that ball with the stuff in it. That's cool. Oh, the snowflake ball? Yeah. Cool. Wow. Okay. Let's break <laughs> that open. We are easily distracted. She's really... Wow. Okay. Don't break that. Oh, she won't. She was playing with it the other day. I was She's a cat. She's weird. All right, so uh, that's uh, what else did you play this week, Anna? Uh, I played Runespell Overture, which is uh, I, I got a copy off of Steam, and it is basically Puzzle Quest, except um, instead of doing Match Three Bejeweled, you are doing um, you are matching cards. So you basically do what are good poker hands. So one pair, two pair, full house, three of a kind, four of a kind, five of a kind. Um, flushes, straights, royal flushes, uh, full straight flushes, yada, yada, yada. And you use those combination of five cards to attack the enemy. And there's uh, every every time you damage or take damage, you build up uh, rage points, and those rage points can be used to either summon allies or use spells. Allies can be used any number of times. Spells have finite charges, which you have to purchase um, additional uses for. Um, and spells can be everything from protecting your rage, damaging their rage, um, any element you can think of, fire, ice, uh Nature, death, glory, blah, 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 blah. Um, And yeah, you have three turns. 
uh, each, and you can steal cards from your opponent. They can steal cards from you. And basically the idea is to beat them up before they beat you up. Yeah, it's uh, you basically play as a changeling, um, and these changelings come out when there's big snowstorms, like there is right now. And uh, you're basically trying to figure out why you're here and what uh, what sort of pushes you along in your motivation and helping out the people who uh, who come and ask you for aid or for alliances. And yeah, it's pretty fun. It, it's a little shallow story-wise, but so is Puzzle Quest. <laughs> I mean, comparing it to Puzzle Quest doesn't mean it's a super special, awesome story. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Sweet. So yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's it's Puzzle Quest. <laughs> if you like that idea of of game where you Puzzle c- Quest with cards. Yeah, Puzzle Quest with cards. Okay. So um, yeah, if you like that style of game, very very fun. Um, what else have I been playing this week? I got to play WoW again. Woohoo! Oh yeah, people can never wait get enough of you talking <laughs> about how you play WoW. I'll yep. tell you. So I love it. I I had to have my authentic character nailed to me because yeah. I forgot it. And I played WoW and I was happy. And what else did I play this week? Make it sound so. like an addiction. Yep. What else did I play this week? Oh, I, I know what you and Chris played play together. What? Rusty Hearts. I didn't play Rusty Hearts. I played Rusty Hearts a little bit. Um, All right. That's a... Uh, you know, I played a very little bit. I found out that the structure of the game, the mission structure, is pretty much exactly the same as it works in Dragon's Quest. Or Dragon's Nest, rather. Not Dragon's Quest. Dragon's Nest, which is another free-to-play I've been playing. I've actually played that a fair amount this week. Uh, and so, since it felt the same as the other beta MMO I've been playing, it was like, well, I'll wait until we're doing some RP Gamer stuff and then and then play it some more. Because I've got to get Dragon's Nest to scratch, scratch this itch. Uh, I don't know. Have you been able to get into it at all? Me? Yeah. I don't have a PC. Oh, you don't have... Yeah, you do. You have a Mac. <laughs> you can put Windows on that. That counts. counts fine. I don't have a Windows platform that can currently run that game. Oh, yeah. Better, You've Chris. never had Windows installed. All right, fine. Uh, yeah, so I do, and I played it a little bit, and I will tell you that it it you know it's, it definitely feels like a free-to-play. Uh, it, it feels kind of cheap in a lot of its production value. Uh, however, what it does do nice that the other free-to-plays don't is it has very nice story cut scenes with, uh, well, they're kind of talking heads and stuff, but they do it better than, than most free-to-plays do it where they're just... Is this Rusty Hearts dialogues. or Dragon's Nest? This is Rusty Hearts. Okay. Yeah, and, and they have, like, the, the anime portraits come up on the screen, and you see... And the, they, you know, I take that back. They have full-blown cut scenes that you see, too, and you see them in between your missions and stuff, and so, they you know, they seem to do... a a decent job of trying to integrate the story into the game that you're playing. And uh, so I, I did kind of appreciate how they were doing with that. But the gameplay itself felt just like um, any of the other action-based MMO games that that are kind of out now, like Dragon's Nest and the other ones that are similar to it. And so it's, you know, it, it's kind of... It's kind of got a yeah. This it's like the style the style game, and you can still sell it free to play, and they got a cash shop, and they want you to buy and all that, and you know whatever. Uh, that's kind of it. So, if you're expecting more than that, it, that's kind of all it is. So, free to play with what, what looks to be an okay storytelling medium, or a pretty decent storytelling medium. So, if you're in the closed beta, uh, I, you know I've only played it for like an hour and a half. So there could be more there to discover. So I really don't want to say too much. I'm hoping other people who are going to give it more of a try, or that 
we're going to get all these RP Gamer people together that I, I thought we had like 8,000 codes to give out for that, didn't we? Yeah, but no one coordinated a game night. Yeah, so we need to go coordinate a game night and uh, and 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 get everybody into that and 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 try it out with everyone, see if it makes it any better. Because right now it, it's feeling very free to play to me, and you know, okay, I'm still missing the spark that's going to get me into it. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be a lot better when I get more time or something. So uh, I'm hope I'm wondering. I was kind of hoping Noodle would be in the chat room and can relay some of her feelings about it, but. Whatever. She doesn't look like she's around Oh, anymore. did she left? Yeah, I think so. Wait, uh, let me check. Well, she's not talking, so she must be busy. All right. Uh, other things I played this week include Final Fantasy V and a lot of Final Fantasy V. So uh, I've been continuing on with that. I finally I just got the Earth Crystal last night, so that's done, and I can get my next set of jobs, and then it's, it's on to, to work on finishing the game. And I've been really, like I said, I've really been enjoying this Final Fantasy V for Futures thing that's raising money for for Child's Play. If you're not doing it, I encourage you to get in. There's still plenty of time to get into it and, and finish the game before it's over um, and join us. And it's really fun, and that's all I'll say, Final Fantasy V. I really love how they always have something going on. Like As soon as you finish something, you've got a hook to get the next thing, and they keep you moving with different scenarios, different quests, different areas. And I always thought love the way that they did that in Final Fantasy V. So that's what I'm going to say. Uh... Let's see. Uh, my job luck so far, Shaman uh, asks about my Final Fantasy V experience. I've got Thief, Red Mage, Ranger, and I, I still need to actually to send in the tweet for the Earth Crystal job, so I don't actually know yet. But I'll send that in and let you know by the end of the show. Um, Manny, have you been playing anything? Uh, I don't think so. But I will mention two things. You don't really think so? Can't remember if I beat that last week or was out this week. You know, I really wanted to play Chantilly's this week, and Steam is being stupid face. Why? Because I can't buy anything because I'm not in the country my account is associated with, and they still haven't answered my damn support ticket. About what? So if anybody knows someone at Steam, tell them their support is crapping right now. Well, what is your ticket about? Changing Unlocking my damn account. Oh. Well, that stinks. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay, so the two things I was going to mention really quickly was that uh, we'll be getting a ton of Diablo news on Monday. Diablo 3 news on Monday, because apparently all the small little fan sites, like, well, I shouldn't say small, but all the dedicated Diablo fan sites, like uh, Diablo Link Gamers or Diablo Fans and uh, some smaller publications, all got invited to go to, to Blizzard HQ and check out the beta and all the info, and the embargo lifts on Monday. So that should be exciting. Um some major MLG stuff and uh, st- yes. st- and StarCraft stuff going on today if you want to watch some some competitive gaming. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm going to do some of that today. Yeah, like all weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. MLG is a fun event. It's just, it's just jam-packed tournaments. Yeah, there's a tournament in Anaheim. I think it's like the BlizzCon Invitational or the Battle.net Invitational, I think. One of the things going on. And I think... Uh, there's a cool new BlizzCon community site if you want, if you care about any of that info or what's going on there. BlizzCon.com? I think so. Okay, cool. They've, they've upgraded everything there. And it's going to have like, they think that's going to be your source when you want to go there to watch it on your preferred, pla- what, what you watch on, excuse me, the live stream. If you want to watch it during its live stream. Yes. It's virtual ticket. Yeah. Which uh, apparently actually, Chris tells me is awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. BlizzCon virtual ticket is like the best thing ever. No one does it as well as they do. 
It's it's just oh. really well done. Apparently, Evo's this weekend too. Yeah, and I hear you can watch it, the streaming in home, but that the stream sucks in home. So so much for that. Oh. <laughs> but uh, Evo, it, for people who don't know, is a fighting game tournament. So I'm sure there'll be lots of Super Street Fighter Four and Mar- Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Any blast blow? Uh I assume so. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really in that scene, so I, I couldn't tell you. So there you go. A little bit of something for everyone. Just a little cool. quick update. So, you know, it's been a low news week, but there's lots of streaming stuff this weekend. So, yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, there should be plenty of uh, news next week. Hmm. Like, who's going to get into the beta and who's not going to get into like the Diablo 3 beta, that kind of stuff. And I guess that's all. I am seriously the only person in existence who does not give a flying fart about Diablo 3 beta. Yeah, you are. Okay. You Which is strange, considering how much time you spend on the Torchlight. Actually, I, yeah, actually you... I, don't, I don't really care that much about it either. I haven't opted into the beta. Uh, if I get it, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> all right, oh. Shaman, my fourth Final Fantasy V job will be Dancer. So, apparently I so, need to get a ribbon. So I know what it would take to get Anna interested, though, in, in a Diablo 3 beta. The announcement of a future Diablo 3 MMO. I mean, Diablo MMO. No, I think Anna will really enjoy Diablo 3 when I make her play it when it comes out. But uh, until then, you know, don't don't worry about it. She'll come around. She realizes that this is better than Torchlight. It'll happen. I'm waiting for the... <laughs> I'm not I'm arguing, because, in- you know, how do you argue against what I just said? Because it's bunch of crap but you know <laughs> oh i'm sorry i forgot that i'm on the opposite side of the house i am rolling my ass oh, they I are see. rolling in their sockets whatever that means <laughs> oh right wolf says diablo 3 is an evil western game well then what's torchlight 2 wolf <laughs> an evil western game but you don't like western <laughs> wait games, i don't care that I don't care that it's a Western game. I'm I'm ambivalent to PC RPGs, not necessarily Western RPGs. I mean, I've played. <laughs> Says the lady loves Torchlight. It's just so funny. Shut up! I like Torchlight. I also liked um, what was it called? The first. Uh, it starts with F, and uh, Molyneux makes it. Fable. Thank you. I liked the first one of that. Yep. I mean, I play some PC gaming. Have you played any it's... other Fables? No, because they're not as good. Okay, people really liked Fable 2. You actually should give that a shot. You might like it. Anyway. It's just so funny to me, though, that, that like, the, the hit, like, the sort of, like... Assault. Yeah, it's, it's irrational, yeah, but, you know, that's Ugh. who I seem to surround myself with, is just Wait, irrational yeah, people. Right. No, it's just Diablo 3 is not jumping up and down for me, and Torchlight is. I mean, well, just, you haven't played it yet, have you? Diablo is 3? It the yeah. Have you played Diablo 3 yet? No, of course I have. What what do you mean? Manny and I have both played Diablo 3. Why haven't you played Diablo 3? When would I have had the opportunity to play Diablo 3? Well, you're not doing your job then, huh? Uh, At Gamescom, of course. (laughs) At Gamescom, yes. Don't remind me. (laughs) Oh, you've got to go play that Gamescom, don't you? Three hour yeah, line I've for got, you. I've got to go and play Diablo 3, and then everyone will probably come running back to me. It's like, John, John, why didn't you like Diablo 3? It's like, well, I well, never what if really you enjoy liked Diablo it? that well, much. Maybe you'll be into it. Right, and this is the thing is, I didn't play Diablo 1. Or, well, I played a little bit of Diablo 1. I, I, I glitched the big fat thing into the corner so that my archer could kill it. Yeah. I, I think that was the extent of I, Diablo. Anna, if you've played, played Diablo 2, it's called Torchlight. <laughs> you, you've done Thanks. it. 
if you were into it, you'll be into Diablo 2. It's, it's Torchlight with better difficulty balancing. I don't <laughs> it know. It could just I be simply that she just Diablo. does not like the art style. Is that, I mean, if that's all it is, fine. All right, yeah, I, I guess. I think I played a little bit of Diablo 2. I think I played a Druid, and I think that I wasn't entertained. And didn't well, ever to be fair, though, to be fair, Anna, did you spend a lot of time with StarCraft 1? No, I never played StarCraft 1 at all. But did you enjoy StarCraft 2 when you did play it? Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and think it's a similar... It. I think it's a similar kind of thing where uh, you don't. I, I'm not. I didn't play much of the. I didn't play Diablo one at all. I didn't play very much of D two. Well, I and watched. I enjoyed, no, mm-hmm. growing up, I watched one of my friends. That play does not the Diablo same one. as as playing a game. Watching mm-hmm. does not mean you played it. Mm-hmm. No, it does I know not count. Doesn't. But it's like people are like, oh, you just don't know anything about it. It's like, well, I watched. Well, no, play no. It. Actually, if okay. you don't invest the time in developing your character, that's. I mean, watching. <laughs> watching Diablo being played is not the same as giving a crap about how those well, my only are argue, the only thing I'm saying is that just just it, I think you might be surprised that it's a better experience than you might think yeah apparently well anyway yeah. well I say in my in my defense I played the original Diablo to death and that's where I got tired of it okay there you go did you enjoy Torchlight uh no I barely played it okay and Anna, you like co- Torchlight. I have a copy of it. The fact that Anna yeah. likes Torchlight is why I know she will have no problems with Diablo 3. So th- trust me. We'll see. It could all be just she doesn't have a, th- a pet, and that's what kills her. There's no oh. honey badger. I yeah. require a ferret with goggles before I am I thought he was a honey badger. No, there's what? a ferret, too. No, there's a ferret. I don't know about a honey badger. No, there are no honey what? badgers. What? There's no honey badger. What are you smoking? I don't know what that is. It was one of the jokes you even is. made yourself that, what's it, that Max... That, uh, that Max has a sense of humor because it's a honey badger. Um, pardon? Yeah. You don't remember? remember. Oh, okay. I guess we I'll have to fact check this interview and send it to you. No, that's okay. <sighs> what are you talking about? Who cares? And I'll give you the link and you go, oh, this. And then, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I remember when I made later. that mistake. <laughs> All right. So there, there, there's our Diablo. Three anticipation. None of us are in the beta though, so it doesn't matter, does it? Or did you I get did you get a beta entry from a BlizzCon previous BlizzCon? No, I think they select those people at random. No, they are honoring like the beta invites for Diablo three if you got them. Wait, well, Chris isn't the one trashing the Western game. I am. I'm not interested. He is. He's going to make. Yeah, me Chris is. He. This is why I don't believe anything Chris says about uh, when he when he starts praising JRPGs. Hey, okay, no, 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 Now, give me a second here. This is this, every, Blizzard games are special. Everybody knows <laughs> that. They are not normal. Blizzard games are not normal. Oh, the, are they, they don't the react, ones? they do not react the same way in the market as other games of similar genres. They do not react the same as other games, similar games by different publishers. Blizzard games are different. They're always different. They're outside of normalness. Mm-hmm. The good ones, the ones they, you could keep. They the really are. I, they are special. They act different. People buy them different. Even if they suck, people give them more, more, you know, <laughs> more credit than they're due. But has no. Blizzard put out a game that sucked? No, and that's kind of the point. That's yes, uh, Blizzard... Warcraft Adventure. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I'm sure it's Starcraft N64. <laughs> that sucked, really. Apparently, I didn't. I didn't get to play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I remember one of my friends having that. No, well, if they actually are different. The way they react, act in the marketplace is different than normal games. The, the, people don't do what Blizzard does the way it works out. It just doesn't work. It's, it, they are different. 
I don't even know how. No hell, they aren't. Mean Actually, they are yes, they mechanically are. Mechanically different. It <laughs> what, means that people treat them differently. People treat them different. The support they put behind them is different. Their community numbers are so huge that the response to these games is different. They act different than normal games that could be just as good with the same mechanic. <laughs> so what? Okay, well, nothing. That's that's all that is. What? Well, it doesn't fair, mean though, Chris... anything other. It doesn't mean that their next game couldn't be a piece of crap and everyone hates it, and then Blizzard is no longer liked anymore. Diablo three could be the biggest steaming pile of crap in the piece. And then everybody would still love it. Well, no, I you, you know I don't know that. That I don't know. Um, you know I'm. I'm I mean, it could the... all be over in one game for Blizzard. No, Who knows? No. Well, they'd still have one wow. game. No. <laughs> They still have a massive... Even if Diablo 3 was a steaming pile of fecal matter, people would gobble it up and be like, hmm, these are delicious turds. Uh, that... No, no, you'd hear about it. No, no, I'm, I'm going to respectfully disagree on that one. So, Quinn, have you been playing anything interesting? <laughs> uh, well, technically, I was actually going to slate World of Warcraft Burning Crusade for being crap again, but... Yeah, go for know. it. Because it um, is. A, well, those, I mean, those I've made, expansion I've, I basically, areas are I've made, I've made the rant before, basically, that because um, all of the old world content was obviously redone with Cataclysm coming yep. out. And they didn't do anything uh, Wrath for burning. content was done with its own philosophy in mind, and Cataclysm kind of followed after that. Which basically kind of means that the levels from 58 to 68 are basically a pile of crap. Mm-hmm. And I've literally spent most pretty much the entirety of this podcast getting out of it. I, I hit level 68 about 20 minutes ago. Um, it's like, you know, the they thing don't that the... I have, I'm sorry, I no, go, go on. Now. Go ahead. No, go on. Um, the thing that I have learned about Burning Crusade is Burning Crusade was really good when it first came out because it was so different from, um, the old world. And yeah, I think this is sort of the, the compelling problem that WoW was really going to always have is when they fix Burning Crusade, well, then Wrath of Lich King is going to be the oldest stuff, and it's going to really stand out as the stuff that really just isn't as good anymore because everything has advanced past it. But the thing that I have learned to do with Burning Crusade, and I mean this I even did during Lich King because it, it was starting to age at that point, is I have learned to really cherry-pick the best zones and I focus on three zones, and that's all I need to do. And sometimes, depending on how many dungeon runs I do, I can almost get it down to two. And what I basically end up doing is I end up doing Hellfire Peninsula in its entirety. And as soon as I hit 65, um, I switch over to Nagrand. And Nagrand has enough quests to get me to 68. And I basically do those two zones. And... If I need to stick around for any particular reason, or I don't get, or I finish in the grand super super fast, and I don't get to sixty-eight, I'm sixty-seven when I finish. I go over to Nether Storm because I can do that little town in the corner with my eyes closed, and I can do it in about thirty minutes. Um, Anna, do you take any uh, credence to all the talk that the next expansion is going to fix Burning Crusade? Will it be that quick? Um, yeah. All right. Hmm. I mean, because. Well, um. some of the things that um, we we take for granted at this point um, started in Burning Crusade, but hadn't been finalized or polished, like um, quest flow. Like in the original game, you basically had um, what what Metzen calls the Christmas tree effect, where you basically walked into a hub and there were eighty bazillion quests waiting for you. 
And what they have done at this point is there are still that same number of quests in a hub. But what they've done is there's more chains. There's more. You'll start out with one and then that will open up to two or three. And then those two or three each have um, uh two or three quests in a small chain and those open up another three. So the most you really get out of a hub at a time will be, I think five quests because that gives you options to move around, but keeps you within a finite area. Um, And burning crusade is basically teetering between those two extremes where there are some hubs you go to that are Christmas trees and some hubs you go to that have that nice storyline flow where you have a finite amount of things you need to do at a time. And I think if they basically trimmed the Christmas tree, Burning Crusade would feel that much more solid. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I will admit saying that there is um, a lot of stuff that I probably do take for granted. Not to mention that I didn't really start playing World of Warcraft properly until after Cataclysm came out. Right. Which means you kind of go through this level 1 to 58 and it's all well designed. And then you, you go to Outland and it's like, damn, this feels like it was made four years ago. Which is, of course, right. It was made you know, four or five years ago. Um, so... It's like, uh, I, I can't really begrudge Blizzard for it because it's like you have to spend time, money, and effort in order to do what you did to the old world. And I know that when patch 4.2 hit, um, you know, they get basically just gave Burning Crusade uh, out for free to everyone who doesn't have it. I don't think that actually made our news, actually, since I think that happened this week. Did it? Uh, did I, I, tried to, I mentioned it when we talked about World of Warcraft going... Um, uh, with the free trial that doesn't end. So when they, they you know, now that they have... People yeah, ran the headline like it was free to play, but it's not actually free to play. It's just an, a non-ending trial now. So, yeah, what, I mentioned that when it came out. But yeah, we, we, I guess yeah. we didn't put a full studio story out about it. So now you basically nah. get... Burning Crusade, Burning Crusade for, free, for free, which really at this point, because it stands out as the weakest of the areas now, that's it's kind of a good thing that they're giving that to you. <laughs> yeah, where you don't actually have to pay for effectively the crappiest entry in, out of three expansions. I know some people really enjoyed BC when it came out, but I guess well, that's because now it's back just like, when no. It came, no because back when it came out, as Anna was saying, it was yeah. new, it was different. Yeah. It, it had these new mechanics that weren't, because obviously the old world content was still old world content. Uh, you know, you, you, what I'm doing at the moment is un- almost unfairly um, comparing Burning Crusade content to, like, well, effectively Wrath of the Lich King. I don't on- think it's an unfair comparison. One of the things you have to be considerate of when you're making an MMO is how does this content age? Mm, it's true. I mean, this is why... Um, even though we are done with Wrath of the Lich King, um, those zones continue to evolve as the storyline breaks. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, they, yeah, I say. So basically, it's not really uh, like, you know, Burning Crusade sucks. It's more of a, I just had to go through it again. I'm just going to use the podcast to moan about it. You know, like so, like two years is like the earliest we could expect a fix. Do you think? Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because they'll probably announce the expansion at this BlizzCon, and then it'll come out right after the last, the next one. So yeah. Oh well. Oh, I have been I have been playing things on a slightly happier note this week. Oh. Uh, well, I, um, with me with my work finished, I'm, uh, I've continued on with my. Um, Wait, you're retired un- already? Sorry, your re- your work is finished for. No, he's oh. he's done his university semester. Oh, that's what it was. Well, I had to do oh. a research assignment because I'm an idiot and didn't keep my he game documentation. That's right. Failed it. That's right. You I told didn't us last keep my time. game documentation up to date, and I got twenty percent for a piece of documentation oh. that I really. Oh, that's a lot. Hey, at least you got to redo it, and that's, yeah, that's not your true. final grade. Yeah, I got to redo it. I get a pass, and I will. It will be capped at forty percent. Um, Ooh, ouch! Yeah. Bad However, I'd like to continue a little bit with my unknown runner through Tales of Vesperia on PS3, which your your what 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 what? Uh, unknown is the hardest difficulty mode. Okay, thank you. Un- it's called unknown. Yeah. It's called Unknown Difficulty. Uh, it just basically takes, I think, all enemy statistics and multiplies them by three, I think it is. And gives you a third of the experience or something? Uh, well, no, I've got like I've got the grade shot bonuses that you get when doing New Game Plus in the more recent Tales of games. So stuff like ten times experience. Bear in so, mind that I am completely tail stupid, so you do okay. have to explain the It's thing. just that when you, when you play through... Um, well, Vesperia is a good example. When you play through Vesperia, you get mm-hmm. uh, something called grade from battles that you fight. Right. Uh, so A, B, C, D. Uh, sorry? A, B, no, C, grade D. is like actually an actual – it's like a currency. Oh, okay. Uh, at the en- And then when at the end of the game, when you start – if you decide to do a new game plus, it tallies mm-hmm. up the grade you acquired on the previous playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can use that grade to purchase uh, bo- like bonuses or challenges for the next game through. So you can have it so you can earn either regular EXP, you can earn EXP at twice the rate or ten times the normal rate. Oh, wow. Or if you feel like a challenge, you can actually halve the EXP rate. Oh. Wow. Uh, so you've, and, you've maintained a normal experience rate but made the enemies three times harder? Yeah, the three times harder is actually just a difficulty switch. Oh, in, okay. In oh, uh, so I, not only can you make it harder, you can cripple yourself. Yeah, I, I did decide oh, wow. to... I did decide to take the 10 times experience rate because I would have died so horribly by now if I hadn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm about, oh God, halfway through the game. I, I, I sort of blank about where I am in, in Vesperia sometimes. I'm somewhere during Act 2 at least. My party is, I think, around level 70 out of t- a maximum of 200. Um, bearing in mind, I think I first finished the game with my party under level 60. And I am still getting my ass kicked on a relatively regular basis. So, well, yeah. So it's harder. Yeah, it's hard. Um, and I've I've said for this particular run, which is my third run through it, I will not, I will not switch the difficulty down for anything. Um, and I know from my previous game, uh, my previous run through through it, that there are a couple of things in the game. <laughs> optional side things that I find extremely hard on that difficulty even with a level 200 party so yeah uh, we'll probably end up finding a way see if I can find a way to at least cap the video from some of it so you can watch me all die <laughs> sounds good put it, put it up in time for extra life or something yes are you doing extra life this year Quinn? 
Uh, I think I said I was going to try doing Extra Life this year. I was um, because I because it's uh, it's eight a.m. local time. Yeah, that you start. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he'd get started a lot earlier than us. Yeah, I, I said I think um, when you guys were doing it last year, or after you guys finished, um, I was going to try and um, see if I can find a way of getting my entire household to do it. <laughs> oh, that'd do be awesome! The Quinn team. Yeah, yeah extra team. life's going to be good this year. I'm. Yeah. So if you guys haven't yet, we do like have the three RP TVs downstairs. Going. I've got my laptop and my computer. Oh, you should stream it. Yeah, yeah I can stream quite a few things. That'd be cool. So. When is Extra Life again? October something? Oh, I should memorize the date, shouldn't I? I think it's October 16th. I'll check it for you right now. All right. So for those of you that haven't gone yet, we do have an official RP Gamer page. Um, I think... I think we're still accepting team members, but at this oh, point, yeah. we're looking yeah. for donations, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still pretty early, actually. It's October it 15th. Early. October 15th, 2011. Sign up now. We want you to get signed up now. Right now is, is get people signed up to be gamers. We'll worry about donations a little bit later. Right now, is, it's get you signed up and start telling people that you're going to do it, and then, then, then we can let the donations spread. But we really want to get people participating right now. So go to extra-life.org, get signed up, um, pick your local children's hospital that you want to be raising money for, and, and and start uh, getting ready to play games 24 hours on October 15th. Get get the day off work or off whatever you need to cancel in order to do it. And uh, you're going to play games. You'll probably want to cancel the next day, too. Yeah, you might you might be a bit tired, but hey, maybe you want to do it anyway. Wait, isn't that like a weekend? Uh, yeah, it's a weekend. It's a, it's a Saturday, Saturday, I believe. Yep. Yep. All right. are you gonna, you're not going to go to church the next day, are you? Uh, I think I've done it both ways now, so I'll okay. see. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> make sure you're not singing that week. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, I make sure I'm not singing that week. Right. That, that wouldn't work. Do we have out. any ideas for games we're going to play together? Oh, not a, not oh, with, a, with not the a audience? clue. Um, well, Torchlight 2 probably, some, if that's yeah, out. Yeah, Torchlight 2. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some WoW time in or Final Fantasy 11. Yeah, I don't I don't really fully know what I'll be doing yet. So I don't I don't, cause I don't know. You're having stuff with PlayStation Nation, right? I, I maybe. I have to work all that out and see if they actually still want to do it and all that. So yeah, we could sure. form a posse in Red Dead Redemption and just roll out on people. <laughs> you all you and your posses in Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> the posse of us just rolling out on well, people. All this all us have like horde now. We could all play that. Uh I'm sure two weeks before the event what we'll do is we'll all get on the podcast with uh with any of the listeners that have signed up to be part of our team and exchange information. Yeah, figure out what we're doing. Figure out streaming and stuff. Yeah. We could play Dead Island and talk about and criticize Techland. <laughs> <laughs> Shaman's right. I should d- pick up Dark Souls and just start dying in that now instead of Demon Souls. <laughs> instead of Demon Souls? Yeah. <laughs> that is not a group effort. That is not a group effort. Cheer me on. Or everyone get in my game and kill me. I don't know. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> oh, so will Torchlight 2 be out by October? I hope so. It, um, it should have been out by yes. spring, so who knows? <laughs> no, 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 no. They said it was they, – they were originally shooting for spring 2011, and then they got the opportunity to make the 360 game. So they said that developing the 360 did push Torchlight 2 back. And tentatively – I mean, it's Max, so you can't believe anything that comes out of his mouth in regards to release date. I know. I believe them about Honey Badgers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Max. You can only take what comes out of his mouth with a grain of salt. And he was he was saying they were shooting for July, but that was a best guess and not to be taken as anything official. And, of course, that blew up as Torchlight 2 coming out in July. And uh, obviously it's not because when we went there and played at E3, 
I asked him and he was like, uh, it's absolutely not coming out in July. And it, the chances of it coming out in August are very slim. And, uh, and Wonder was like, yeah, it's, it's September, October at this point. Oh, so but again, they're, they just, they haven't announced an official release date yet and they really won't. They'll, we'll know like three weeks before it comes out and we'll have our press copies the same day is basically how it's going to work. So, <laughs> Torchlight 2, October, Diablo 3, November. Oh, you All know right. what? So, honestly, they're not really Oh, I know, I'm, I know, I know. And Torchlight, the- Rick, Blizzard cares about first week sales because they're Blizzard. Runic cares about overall sales. I mean, bear in mind that they just hit, they hit, there are over a million copies. I think there were 1.1 million copies at this point for Torchlight, which is massive. That's huge for for a game that took what sixteen months to develop out of like a company that no one's heard of with with no major investor at that point. I mean, Perfect World had put up part of the capital, and uh, they they've sold a million copies. Holy crap! So yeah, they they are they're not Blizzard. They don't care about first week sales. They care that it sells eventually, and it doesn't matter if it takes a year to get there. They should hire you for PR. You're, that was some good spin. <laughs> no, I was just saying that for me, that's good. Church Light 2 and then <laughs> oh, Diablo okay. 3. I understand. I, I know the arguments. If anything, both games help each other. Like what, like what Max is saying, you know, it just interest, raises interest in the action RPG genre in general. Right. Everyone, I mean, everybody's like, well, Diablo 3 is going to stomp out Torchlight 2. It's like they're not competing, guys. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't tell me they're not competing. That's baloney. That, that's they're- a pile of crap. That's that's Let's, a lie. That's a PR lie. They are competing. However, what's really good is that most of the market will end up buying both. Yeah, because Torchlight Two is so cheap. But I mean, they're the same damn game. <laughs> well, not anymore. I, I think they implies that there is some question as to who is going to be the winner. Diablo Three is going to outsell Torchlight Two by a no, freaking mile. Competition means there's similar games and similar genre coming out around the same time, mm-hmm. and you have to choose between one or the other. Well, there are people. Well, actually, there are people who can't just spend as much as they want on games, and they will choose one or the other. What? Yeah, you but I mean, if they can't, buy... if they have a finite budget, Chris, are they going to pay the sixty-five dollars for Diablo Three, or are they going to pay the twenty-five dollars for Torchlight Two? Depends how much they they care about Diablo Two versus Blizzard versus Torchlight. I mean, this is going to depend okay. on the person. Okay. I mean that that that's a fair argument. I I, I think um I think uh the the price thing gives Torchlight Two a good advantage actually. Okay. But it it really you know there's a lot of WoW players, there's a lot of <laughs> Blizzard it, people, a lot of Blizzard fanboys. <laughs> and if you start putting Torchlight like you, like, Chris, yeah, wow. apparently. <laughs> no, and Sorry. Torchlight will have a lot of the impulse buy because if you start, it's going to do well on Steam. But as soon as you start putting yeah, Torchlight mean, on apps like the Windows App Store. The Mac App Store, and you put it like just ubiquitous on Mac game or whatever uh, Windows. It's just everywhere. New egg on the shelf for thirty bucks um, or less. Impulse buy, impulse buy. The impulse chances buy. of them having a box copy of Torchlight Two are actually minuscule. I mm. heard that. I was listening to their For the Lord podcast, and, and they were talking. They're they're Max not going to have. Worse. They're not going to have uh, a Mac box game, and the chances of them having a PC box game at this point are really slim. Yeah. Because it's so expensive and it's so time-consuming to organize it. They're better off, honestly, just jumping on board with Windows 8 and throwing it. If they want to get in front of a sort of a casual consumer, just throw it onto these new these new app stores. When is Windows 8 coming out? I, I didn't uh, know that that's actually a feasible marketing plan. At oh, this but point. I mean, if you just keep if you just keep on releasing these games, you get more like like a 
all these old companies, they just keep on putting their games on every new platform, every new. Okay. And yeah, I'm just saying, if, if it's there and if it's on everyone's machine by default, and they open it up and they go into the game section and they see Torchlight Two, twenty bucks. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll download mm-hmm. that. Yeah. The, I saying, think the thing like. that's that's gonna make Torchlight Two really explode is gonna be like the five dollar Christmas Steam sale because you know it's gonna happen. I, I think the only problem is that the I think Steam reaches people like us who know about Steam and know what to go download it. And I think a lot of what Torchlight Success too was that it reached people who weren't necessarily those people as well. That's fair. Well, they just sold it on every platform, including their own website, right? So yep. it yeah. doesn't seem that just hard. Just put it everywhere. Just yeah. put that game absolutely everywhere, and that's going to be the strength. Make it so that anyone, doesn't matter what platform you're on, you see it in your store of choice. You bought, you impulse buy it, and then you tell your friends about it, and they impulse buy it. And I think that's going to be its success. That's where Torchlight 2 is going to do game busters. Ubiquity. Cheap ubiquity. Ubiquity. Well, of course, quality too, but <laughs> cheap ubiquitous quality. But, well, ubiquity is the world of goo argument, right? I'm well, wondering you, how well, well that did. did. Well. They drew that game everywhere. Yeah, but they, they, the only stories I remember hearing about it are about the piracy, not about how well they did. That's oh, the they did great on the iPad. Their iPad oh, version is like the, their best-selling one, and it, they feel like it's their best version they've ever done. Well, Torchlight's not going to have an iPad version. Oh no, no, of course not. So I'm wondering. How I just that hope works. that they just. I just hope they support a lot of these uh, emerging stores now. Is what I want to see. Because <sighs> if you're, if you're not going to do a box copy, you have to put it in front of as many normal users as possible. Mm-hmm. That's sensible. And I, I just always that's always the argument I always hear about like Steam. Like Steam works great if you're a gamer and you know where to go get it, but you have to be aware of that to begin with. Which is why like PopCap does so well with yeah. uh, their stuff stored everywhere. I just introduced like a person who used to game a long time ago and game much often until recently. I just introduced he just bought a new PC and he's like looking for stuff and he found out about Steam. So I mean people can find out about it. Oh yeah, that's um, true. And he found out about it and I'm like, um, you really should pay attention to it this week because this the summer camp sale sale just yeah. started and he hadn't heard about that. He's like, This is amazing. I'm like, Yeah, this is why people like Steam. You know, I would love <laughs> if Steam came pre installed on like new Windows machines. Yeah, like Microsoft's going to do that when they've got the MicrosoftStore.com or whatever going on. I know, I know. <laughs> but would that be great if it was, though? You just open it up as a new All user. Oh, the EU would complain or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess they can get away with that with, like, the App Store. I mean, the Windows App Store, which is going to be big. Yeah. I hope they release that soon on Windows 7. I, better, I know there's been some initial talk about it. Well, don't they have one, like, the Games for Windows Live store? Oh, no, no, no. They need something on the No, they've. Page. I think they've pretty much... Uh, yeah, abandoned that idea. No, it's still out there. It's not dead yet. That that live store is still around, but I guess it's not apps. So, oh, Alienware pre-installs all their all their machines with Steam, but that makes sense. If you're buying an Alienware machine, Alienware machine, you probably already have Steam installed. Oh, that would explain it. My friend bought an Alienware laptop, so ah, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that would be how he found Steam. <laughs> He's like, oh, I need a, I need a gaming laptop. Oh, these ge- Alienwares look great. You know, I always shake my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're paying so much extra. Yeah, ever since, uh, <laughs> ever since Dell bought them, yeah. they haven't been that great. Right? <laughs> That's what I keep on hearing. But you I just love it. I mean, too. I love these kind of games. Like, I just recently bought Death Spank on the Mac App Store for like five bucks. That was great. And yeah. I, it's not. I'm sure I could have got it on Steam during one of the big sales for uh, really cheap. But it was there. It was staring me in the face. It's like, hey, Death Spank. It's five bucks right now. I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? I love those kind of impulse buys. Chris is playing a Game Boy Micro? Yep. There it is. Right now? Yeah. 
Just for the hell of it? Uh, no, uh, my Final Fantasy V thing. They got me thinking oh, about yeah. it. What to say. Hey, Chris, I, I what's really... that about criticizing people for playing other games while being on the podcast? Hey, I'm talking, at least. Oh, I <laughs> spent the whole week this week needling him about that. Don't yeah. worry, Quinn. I got you oh, good. I Actually, call... oh, this uh, is how good this Final Fantasy playthrough is. I'm going to turn this into a plug. This Final Fantasy playthrough thing is so good, it's making me violate my own rules. Yeah. How's that? How's that for spin? Yeah. Uh, Anna, do I it. think um, do, it as, do I think as I say, not as I do. Isn't that how Anna, it works? I think yes, it's now Daddy. standing. <laughs> uh, can, uh, whenever you guys are finished, can you go and hit Chris for me? I think yeah, there's one outstanding. Do. Please do. I learned it from you, Chris. Yeah. I learned it from you. <laughs> I learned it from. What is that from? <laughs> you remember that commercial? Who taught you how to do? I Why did you pick up drugs? Or you remember that? Why are you smoking? <laughs> I, I learned, learned it from, it from you, dude. American PSA. <laughs> oh, here comes Anna to slap me. This, this is Yay! Good. Yeah. All right, Chris, one last call. Yeah. I want to call you out one time before Thank we go. You. Okay. Okay, go for it. Okay. So Max Schaefer, the, uh, you yeah. know, one of the big wigs at Torchlight, um, at Runic Games making Torchlight 2. Yes. He has done a ton of podcast interviews. For You name the podcast. Oh. And like it doesn't even matter how big it is. Like small, small Organize an interview. Website. Let's do it. All right, then. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear an interview on this. Why don't we have an interview? I don't know. Especially since Anna gave the game like the highest review score ever. <laughs> the highest review score ever. She didn't even give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone stopped her. <laughs> They're like, don't you dare. We need that five for Diablo 3. How dare you? <laughs> we only have so many points to give out yes. a year. We have hundreds. <laughs> An extra half point puts us over quota. <laughs> Can't do that. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think. Oh yeah, that's true. Our highest review score is eleven out of five. Remember, Sean's uh, Final Fantasy eleven review. Oh right, right. Yeah. All right, cool. That was classic. <laughs> Thank you, Shadow, for reminding me. Uh, all right, so I think we talk about what everyone's playing. Uh, I I still need good sources of three D content. Manny still needs. What are you waiting for? What's your next? Hey, let's talk about what we're what we're waiting for next. What's the next big thing we're all waiting for? What are you waiting for next? Um, I would have to say uh, the closest thing, just because, just on the schedule, the release date schedule, have to be Dead Island. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm like super. I just want to see how that's going to actually turn out in the end. I'm really curious. I'm very curious. I'm not very hopeful, but I'm very curious. No, I'm 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 legitimately curious to see how that's going to turn out. The final product. So, and that's just the next on the schedule. So, I guess after that, I, I'd. The closest thing after that would be maybe uh, Arkham City. Is that after that? Yeah, like early October, right? Yeah, I think so. And after Arkham City, I'm excited to see what's going to happen at BlizzCon. Like those are like the three most upcoming. Like, yeah, those are the three things I'm looking forward to the most on the schedule. I'm trying to look at all the upcoming games, and it, yeah, I'm sure Quinn is super excited about GamesCon. Well, there's one I'm really excited for on our upcoming games list, but it's not an RPG. I don't know why it's on here. Might and Magic Heroes Six. Uh- yeah, I, I, I say responding, Manny. I, yeah, I am really looking forward to Gamescom, but I've got to chew through three days of GDC before I get to it. Oh, that's sweet, though. That's great. Gamescom's. I mean, GDC is going to be even more exciting. Yeah, I have a. I was. I've. I've actually managed to finalize everything, so I am actually going. Um, Are you going to get to sit in on a lot of panels? Uh, I have. Um, I have a basically a student full access pass to GDC. Fantastic! So, you see, this guy is going to have a, a real fun time. I mean, um, so and I have, from- 
by having a student pass to GDC, I get a trade pass into Gamescom. Oh, cool. that's nice. So right. I kind of hope that I I have spent enough money on entry. The entry cost cost me about five hundred and fifty quid. Jeez. Do they give you a free thing? I remember the uh, GDC in in uh, San Francisco. The, you get a free like Windows phone or an Android phone or something like a Google Nexus when you uh, when you bought a pass. Did you get anything like that? I have no idea, but I'll find out when I show up, I presume. All right, because I remember that was like the big thing. People were buying the, the good or expensive GDC pass just to get that exclusive phone. Yeah, yeah I, remember, like, I remember. He probably my, gets a break uh, le- getting a student pass. My lecturer at, stu- uh, at university uh, did something similar because they were giving out free iPads like hmm. shortly after it came out. Oh, can you imagine you and your iPad going, like, hey, well, is, it, is it really that. free or is the pass cost $500 well, more? <laughs> yeah, except that the pass costs like 400 quid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, man. See, there you go. This guy has the more exciting stuff to go, to go do. Uh, but as for what I'm – I mean that's in what, two weeks? Two weeks? I, I leave Already? on the – We need yeah, you to – GD- GDC is starts on Monday, fifteenth of August. Gamescom I, starts on Wednesday, the seventeenth. Okay, since you're gonna have a trade pass, will you be allowed to do cover the shows like as a, as press or anything like I that? Sh- in theory, I should be able to. Um, right. I mean, I'm going under um, my university. Um, that's how I got my pa- you know student pass and whatnot. Um, but I should be able to for RP Gamer. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm also, uh, as for the game that I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to um, Tales of Zillia because it comes out in uh, about a month or so. I mean, if we're talking later in the year, like the big games I'm really, really excited for. No, actually, I know what game I'm most excited for right now is, uh, what is it? Deus Ex. I Deus Ex. That's coming out like in a, August 23rd. Like in a month. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to see. I, it's, I heard such mixed things when the game was first shown. Lots of praise. It's showing at E3. People are really, really down on it. So I want to see what the final process is going to be. And I just like the theme. I like the setting. I'm, that's what I'm curious about. Hmm. All right. So, uh, you know, I can never figure out what I'm most excited about. But uh, so I should I should come up with an answer. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see Skyrim not be as good as people think it is. Uh, oh, look at this. <laughs> full boy! I'm excited about Final Fantasy 13 too, but that's way far out. Uh, what the heck's actually coming out soon that I care about? I can't even figure it out. Probably an iPhone game or something that I forgot about. Tactics, oh, Final tactics Fantasy on tactics. iPad. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping gonna that's going to be good. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, what is? What else? Okay, so people in the here, I'll cheat. People in the chat room, since I'm the host guy, I get to cheat like this. People in the chat room are really excited for Skyrim in November. Saletta Robo in September, uh, and Deus Ex, and Kirby Return to Dreamland. <laughs> yeah, Kirby's back to haunt you, Chris. Hey, I'm looking forward to the new the Wii Kirby game that they were showing and the 3DS one. I said that earlier, and I still mean it. So, whatever. Whatever, man. Whatever, man. You say I'm a hater. I'm not a hater. Just bitter. <laughs> totally different. Chantilly's is out this week. Anyone trying that? Well, uh, I haven't Anna. got around to downloading the demo yet. I really should. Huh. Yeah, Anna, download the demo. Then we could. That's probably on their website. You don't even need Steam for that, I bet. You know, I will say I'm a little jealous about Gamescom really quickly. I just remember that at E3, a lot of my appointments, they kept on saying, and we can't wait to see you at Gamescom because we have a lot more interesting things to show you. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe very sad. So, Quinn, I, I'll... 
I'll na- drop a few names for you later that of some st- of some uh, publishers that have some interesting things like. Uh, oh, oh, uh, really quick. Yeah, I, I know exactly who. Uh, Risen Two should have lots of interesting stuff at Gamescom. Ooh, Risen, Risen Two. Two. All right. Yeah. All right. Which I'm, I'm expecting. Um, when uh, when's Witcher Two out for Xbox? Oh, ooh, um, Risen Two. I will tell you. I just remembered what my most anticipated game is, but I will All tell right. you in a second. Risen Two. Risen Two dot com. I'm sure this info is on their homepage. Let's find out. Which? Oh, their homepage is in Flash. This is terrible, guys. This is terrible. Right, I'll just search for it on our site. You know, I'm really excited for The Witcher 2 on Xbox. I can't wait to play it. Really? That. When is that coming out? Uh, they didn't really say. I'm guessing like... All right, Risen 2 November. has no release date that I can find. It's 2012 sometime. I mean, I read Max Feature. Did you know Michael Cunningham is a twice-published uh, contributor to official PlayStation Magazine? Wow. And I read his uh, feature, the top RPGs for the... <laughs> you Who should be excited it? for. Who has this? Official PlayStation Magazine, no, who our published? editor-in-chief. Michael has a pu- feature published in that? So, yeah, twice. Huh? He has two Weird. features in Official PlayStation Magazine. One is a top 10 PSP RPGs, and the other one's um, RPGs you should be on, keep an eye on. Really? Keep an eye on. I didn't yeah. know he was getting published in the real magazine. And there you go, big time. When did that happen? They just seized stuff uh, on our site last and two put months. it in there? No, they, they contract, they talked to him. Wow. He's a contributor. Michael's a contributor. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. He's famous. He's going to leave us behind soon. And then this fight's going to fall apart. Glory. Fame and glory with PlayStation. <laughs> now, I'll just be in charge of uh, things and yell at everybody. It'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? You doing our PR. <laughs> no, man. Your game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was there, man, but it really bored me, so I'm not writing anything on it. Just, can oh, we get CD in the Project, next one? Yeah. yeah. CD Project's going to be a Gamescom. I love CD Project. Oh, CD Project with a K. Love it. Uh, no, I remember what I'm most excited about. My next big hyped game is actually Xenoblade because it comes out August. So that's the next thing that's coming out soon. I'm really hyped for it. I, what, I started this uh, Operation Rainfall campaign, not really caring so much about Xenoblade, really wanting the last story. And then I learned more about Xenoblade and listened to the music, learned about who's working on the game. I'm really excited for it now. So that's my big hype thing. I I I would actually be um I would be hyped for the original release date for Super Robot Wars Original Generations 2, but it it's been pushed back and currently has no release date, which I'm oh. kind of sad face about. Because it was originally scheduled to come out, I think it was August 19th, which is actually my birthday. And I was like, "Yay, I can buy PS3 Super Robot Wars." And it's like, "Nah, sorry, we're going to delay it for like 3 months." No. If I'm going to fanboy about anything, it would be that series. But no, Ban Presto, why? <laughs> I'm melting. No, sorry. <laughs> so if we did a Giant Bomb-style quick look of Xenoblade, would uh, Nintendo get mad at us? Uh, no, Maybe. but the Congress would have you arrested. Oh, okay. Because of internet no, streaming I think, well, and they, they, Haven't they just kind of progressed up now to just destroying your house with a Predator drone? Oh, I suppose so. Yeah, remember, it's illegal to stream anything. It's not even past. <laughs> not even past. The law is retroactive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, I think we should close out for the week. Uh, thanks, everyone, for being here watching us. You can watch us live on Saturdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific at rpgamer.com slash live. Thank you all for supporting us. We love listening to your comments. Leave them on iTunes. Leave them at uh, board at rpgamer.com. Leave them at podcast at rpgamer.com. Love your feedback. Love to have it on the show. 
I think that's it for this week. Uh, anything to excite people with for next week? What's coming out next week? We get our um, no Chantelise. Well, uh, Chantelise is out now. I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Duh. Maybe so somebody will have actually played it next week and we give them. Yeah. Questions. If you're an iOS user, tactics. Um, you care. Nyx won't have a review this week because she went up to the cottage. Well, it's okay. She's usually not on the show anyway, so well, hopefully no, one of us will be able to talk I about mean, it. I <laughs> mean, you know, hey, yeah. if we invite her after she does the review, she might come. She might come. She, well, she always in, is invited. Nyx can be on whenever she wants. All well, she's got to she do is show up. Yeah. Normally she works Saturday morning, so it'd have to be a yeah. Friday week. That's the real issue, yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll have to think about what we'll do for that and make it happen. Well, that would be the weekend of the 14th. Uh, yeah. So we might have to do it Friday. Nope. Um, okay. Probably not going to have a podcast on the weekend of the 14th. So oh. we'll figure all that out. But we'll worry about okay. that later. Well, I'm going to be... You more next actually, week. no, wait. No, I'm actually here that weekend. Oh. It's the, it's the, it's the weekend after I won't be around. Because I'll be still be busy yeah. traveling back from Germany. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? You can't podcast while you're on route? Well, I can't podcast on a Eurostar. On a Eurostar. Why not? <laughs> why well, not? Yeah. quite a bit of it, I'll be traveling through the Channel Tunnel. Oh, fine. I suppose that's an acceptable excuse. This time. This time. All right. Well, Next and this time... time this time we've got to close the show and next time we're going to look forward to what we got for you whatever the heck that is hopefully this uh, summer drought of news will clear up by then Um, until then leave us some comments and we'll see you next week goodbye everybody bye I hope you liked the last half of the podcast it turned very casual that's what we do when we leave you bye 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 now